Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's Paul Hamilton. That's what they called me in college. It's the bone. He has the facts to back up his opinions. People ask me, well, how are the Sabres going to win tonight? I don't have a clue. On WGR Sports Radio 550. Welcome back to Sports Talk Saturday here on WGR. The free agency window is officially opened. Woo! We're rocking and rolling. Getting some news. Nothing too I, crazy yet. No, but I just love seeing news. I was going to say, you like, just so enjoyed it. I, I'm literally excited over a one-year $775,000 signing for a guy that's probably going to play like in the AHL for LA. Brother, we got to talk about that. I There's been no sports news. What do you want me to do? I, that's fair. That's fair. On the Western Hotline, Paul Hamilton will join the show. Paul, how we doing, my friend? Where are, where are you? Are you are you at KeyBank Center right now? Are you at home? What 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 what's the situation today? No, unlike uh, you know the trade deadline when we are down there for this, we're just uh, doing it from home, uh, not expecting and right. I I would say rightfully so. Mm-hmm. I mean, not expecting the Sabers to be jumping in on top free agents. They they usually either. By about 6 o'clock, they start jumping in or in day two, and they're basically doing the contracts you just mentioned, uh, depth guys for Rochester, you know, that that type of thing. The type of defenseman they're looking for would not be included in something like that. But, you know, you look at the unre- – first of all, look at the unrestricted free, free agent defensemen. Mm-hmm. Most of them have age on them. Klingberg's 30, no thanks. Eric Johnson, 35. Orloff, 31. Uh, Dumoulin, 31, Gardner, 32, uh, Shattenkirk, 34. I haven't hit a name I want anyway. Well, one guy um, that was just signed, Luke Shen, I know that he was right. kind of talked about. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, do you think that could have been anything for the Sabres or no? That actually still is a bit of a high de- high contract. He, you know, he played well with the Leafs when he came over, but it was you know, he was having trouble finding a home. He wasn't even a regular and in a lot of things, but he did play very well in the playoffs for the Leafs. Um, not what, what did he get? Two years, I believe. I'm going uh, memory. Three years, three. two point yeah, seven. That's too many years. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't mind. The two point seven might be a shade high. I probably could live with that. Not the three years. Um, I, I, I just think at his age, you wouldn't want to do that. I mean, a guy like Radko Gudis, I thought played extremely well in the playoffs, and he's. St- has stopped taking the silly penalties that get him suspended and that type of thing. And, uh, and he, at 33, that's fine. He made $2.5 million last year. Well, if I could get him for a one- or two-year contract at two, two and a half, go for it. Yeah, I'm in. But that's not what you're going to get him for. You're probably going to pay him five. 
mm-hmm. or four and a half and give them three or four years at 33 years of age. And that's why it's just look at all the buyouts that have happened. Regretted contracts. This is the day of regretted contracts. And it, I can't say it happens all the time. I mean, Marion Hosa was a fantastic free agent pickup for a couple of teams. He won Stanley Cups with a couple of teams. So that was an exception to the rule. John Tavares, I would say, was an exception to the rule. But basically, two, three years down the road, look at how long it took for the Sabres to get quality out of Jeff Skinner. I would say this was the first year where I would say, you know, yeah, $9 million, sure. I mean, look at the way his assists went up. Look at, he was a different hockey player. He was a better hockey Look at how he improved. He had a good year the year before. And he just improved last year where his assists shot up, his points shot up. And I think he was worth the money that they paid for him finally. But before that, that was a horrible contract, uh, you know, that they were they were strung with. And uh, so this is not, this day is not the time to build your team. You still need to do it through trades. And I think the defenseman that everybody needs. Now, I know that you shoot your show. You can all sign off. We can all go home now. But <laughs> <laughs> I know you have to disagree with me, and that's fine because you're running the show here, and you've got a couple hours to talk about. And, and so I get it, and I don't mind when people disagree with that. But I think it's almost proven. I always quote this, and I don't know where TSN got this, and it was before COVID they came up with this, that – 78% of the contracts signed on on July 1st are regretted. That is not a good number. I believe number. that. that, is, that is not <laughs> I a believe good number. that. No, I don't know what their source was. I don't know mm-hmm. where they got their numbers from, but I can believe that. And uh so you got you know you I know it's frustrating for everybody cuz they want to get in on that and they want to do that. The Sabres have done that before and it's blown up in their face. I mean, um, just no. I, I just and, and again, I'm looking at the list of unrestricted. Now, if you want to get into the restricted guy and you can get your hands on Vince Dunn in Seattle, he's only 26 years old, 14 goals, 50 assists for 64 points, played 23 minutes and 40 seconds on a good team, made four million this year. Fine, but I don't, you know, Seattle's willing to trade him. Mm-hmm. But let's talk, type of a thing. I mean, there's a name, and and the thing that does bother me is why teams don't do offer sheets. I know that's a oh, big thing for Jeremy White. Offer sheets White. are so fun. Yeah, that's a big thing for Jeremy White, and and GMs are just afraid to do it. They're, oh no, I'm going to make the other GM mad. So what if the other GMs <laughs> are mad? If everybody was doing it, you know, it wouldn't it wouldn't be such a big deal. Now, you're going to say you're going to overpay. Yeah, you probably are. Um, but you're at least you're overpaying. Let's use Vince Dunn as the example. At least you're overpaying for a 26-year-old, you know. And you're you you can sign the 26-year-old for a five-year contract or something like that, or a six-year contract. And he's only going to be 31 or 32 when it's over, <laughs> not 39 or, or mm-hmm. something like that. So, you know, I I just. Don't understand. I mean, offer sheets are a tool that are open to teams. They're used every now and then, but they're just not used enough. Another one, uh, Keandre Miller of the Rangers. I saw Molly Walker write that, uh, you know, things aren't going, you know, it's been quiet on that front. 
well, okay, I'd, I'd love to have Keandre Miller on my team, 23-year-old defenseman. Um, that's worth an offer sheet to me. It's going to cost you some draft picks. Okay, so what? You know, you just signed Samuelson, and mm-hmm. Keandre Miller isn't any worse than Samuelson. It might be a little bit better. So, why you know, why not do an offer sheet to a team like the Rangers? And uh, so what if Chris Drury gets mad at you? Do we care? I guess like that's my Not thing really. too. Is like like <laughs> like if that's the whole reason why people don't do offer sheets. I mean, I guess we we can kind of talk about how a lot of these guys just once they're in the NHL, it becomes a bit of an old boys club, and and they all kind of get rehired. But like to a certain point, it's like who cares if you upset like you know let's go we'll throw out Nashville as a, a, a GM situation. Who cares? Like he might be out of a job in two or three years, and you might be well better off for it. So Elliot I, from, Friedman has Ryan O'Reilly going to Nashville. Yeah. We just saw that. Yeah. Yeah. How do you, how, how do you feel about that? Four years at four and a half. Hmm, interesting. Wow. Ooh. I'm just wondering if I Ryan. I'm just wondering how much Ryan O'Reilly has left. Yeah. You yeah. know he mm-hmm. he didn't really have a good year in St. Louis. He started off well. Boy, he had a lot left in Buffalo that one game. <laughs> he was the old Ryan O'Reilly as he yeah, he painful. ripped the Sabers. Now he handled himself a little more class than Jack Eichel did when he came in and ripped the Sabers. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, I, I just wonder what again, here we are. Is that a contract that Nashville is going to regret? Almost you know, definitely it feels uh, like, right? I mean Yeah. Yeah. I, it, because it seems like I can't tell you for sure, but it just seems like Ryan O'Reilly is on the on the back end mm-hmm. and maybe you know, maybe uh I was just reading too, Ryan Reese in Toronto, three years at one point three five. <laughs> That is a contract the Sabres should be saying, thank God. And every single time Ryan Reeves winds up on the ice, over the board should be Tage Thompson's line or Dylan Cousins' line. Every single time. If they want to throw somebody like Ryan Reeves on the ice, let him run around and take stupid penalties, get your offensive guys out there, and take advantage. That is a great signing for the Buffalo Sabres. Ryan Reeves at Toronto for three years. Gotta love it. I did want, Paul, I did want to ask you one question about um, an unrestricted free agent. I've kind of been on to a little bit just for the defensive side. Matt Dumba from Minnesota, 28 years old. Do you think that he could potentially be somebody the Sabres do go after, maybe even do sign a big deal because of his age? Or is that somebody you think the Sabres might avoid entirely? First, he's 28, so he's in free agency. Is he willing to sign a three- or four-year contract? Mm -hmm. Probably not. Probably not. He probably wants six, seven years. He hasn't, in my mind, been as good the last two years as he used to be. I don't have a reason for that. I don't watch him night in and night out. I do watch him at times. So, but I think, I don't think he's looking for a three-year contract from somebody or a two-year contract. He is a right-handed shooting defenseman. Would Don Granato think, all right, I understand why maybe things haven't gone well for him. We can change that here. But I, I'm a little leery of that because the Sabres are already a horrendous defensive team. Uh, the middle of the ice is constantly open. They give the puck away constantly, probably more than any team I see, and their penalty killing is horrendous. So why, I, I don't know if it would be a smart idea to take on a project and and you know I need a little more assurance that the guy they bring in to put in the top four is going to commit and help. And I'm not positive Matt Dumba will. If the Matt Dumba of 26 year old shows up, yeah, definitely. got something there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But um, 
he's been a little goofy lately, and I just I just don't know how that would fit in. So I would say probably not. Sticking with defensemen here, someone that wasn't qualified, Ethan Bear. 61 games played last year, 16 points. Not really an offensive guy, but what are your thoughts on him? I mean, he's a right shot. You think he'd be, he could be someone that could maybe be with an Owen Power? Careful on that, and that that's one thing I, I – I always cringe when I hear, and I'm not mocking. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, um, it's okay. Owen Power, um, top so, top four, because by the end of the first period, the defensive pairs probably change. Mm-hmm. He might not be happy with the team, the way the team played. The top four so far have always been interchangeable. Darlene's played with Samuelson. He's played with Yoki Haru. Um, you know, he he's pl- played. He's actually played with Power. They they pair them too. So so it just kind of goes around. So he might start with power, and by the 10-minute mark of the first period, he's playing with somebody else. And my, my answer to that question is I think Ethan Bear is more of a third-pair guy, and that's not really what they're looking for right now. Because in a perfect world, I think what, we, what you'd be looking for is a guy who's a solid top-four defenseman. And I like Yoki Haru a lot more than other people do. When Yoki Haru's right, he's really good. But now you can put Yoki Haru on the third pair. That's going to make him better. And if one of the top four gets hurt, now you've got somebody you can put in the top four. They've got nobody right now. They can't be throwing Bryson and Labushkin and Clegg and those guys up in the top four, which is what they had to do. So I think that's the goal. Find somebody that can get in your top four so Yoki Haru can play as a third pair guy. That makes the Sabres better. I think it makes him better. And if you need him, he can always pop up to the top four, and at least you got somebody. Multiple reports now are coming in. James Van Riemsdyk's going to Boston, one year, $1 million. Do you think the Sabres were maybe kind of interested in him, maybe as like a depth forward, a little bit older? His name's constantly, it feels like, being brought up with the Sabres every single year. He goes to Boston now on a one-year deal. What do you feel about that, Paul? You could crawl on your belly faster than Van Riemsdyk <laughs> can get down the ice. Uh, he would not fit the Sabres at all. Uh, they don't need a slow plotting. And, and he, he didn't really score goals last year. I mean, again, where is he at in his career? Is the goal scoring gone? Uh, they, the Sabres are already good on the power play. Honestly, if I'm the Sabres, I'm not looking for forwards whatsoever, even with the injury to Quinn. Um, they've got forwards, and they've got a lot of them. And they've got a lot in the pot pipeline. I just see no point at all going for for forwards. Let's see. Florida takes Ekman Larson. That's a good deal, actually. Mm-hmm. One year at two point two five. That I, I'm not. I don't like the defenseman. I don't know if I'd want him for any price. He he's got a lot of holes in him, but that's less money than I would have thought he was going to get. So, um, oh yeah, forwards. So even if he was a pretty good goal scorer still, the Sabres are in the top three all year in goal scoring. Their power play was great for most of the year, except down the stretch. Um, even with Quinn out, Quinn's not going to be out for the season. You know, I, I, well, I don't know that. I don't, let me rephrase. I don't think Quinn's going to be out for the season. So he will be back at, at, at some point and you want to be able to get him in the lineup. So I, unless you're just getting a forward that can play, with Oposo and Gergensen's and help your penalty kill, and that's not Van, Van Riemsdyk. If I'm Kevin Adams, I'm not looking for forwards, and they're, unless they're depth guys 
that can play between Rochester and Buffalo, and you call them up if you need them. So we talked about defense. We talked about forward. Let's switch to goalies here for a little bit. Yeah, Kevin Weeks just Van oh <laughs> okay yeah. Kevin Weeks reported that Varlamov, Semin Varlamov, is going to re-sign with the Islanders. So that kind of takes another name out of the goalie market. There, who are you looking at in terms of p- potential? either backup slash starter with Devin Levi or whatever they end up doing with a possible goalie trio or a goalie tandem? I just do not – I don't believe that they're really looking for a goaltender. I I definitely th- – I'm not convinced, let me put it that way, that they're looking for a goaltender. I am totally convinced they're looking for a top four defenseman. Now, if for some ever reason a great deal comes and a goaltender comes up, but I just have not gotten any thought whatsoever that they want to give up on Lukanen. And if they get a goaltender, they have given up on him and they got to get rid of him. Three goaltenders does not work They because what did they have to do last year? Every two days they had to send somebody to Rochester on paper. That is not workable. They had to do it for over a month, and it just is not a workable thing where, all right, now Quinn's got to go down there on paper. All right, now Krebs has got to go down there on paper. Now, and that's what happens when you got to take up one of your 23 roster spots with a third goaltender. It's just not workable. So unless they have given up on Lucan, and I have seen zero indication that they have, and they would never get him down to Rochester, he would be claimed. I just am not convinced at all they're looking for a gold. I could be wrong. I mean, Kevin Adams has not told me that. I could be wrong. But I just am not convinced that they're looking for a goaltender. Before we let you go, Paul, just you've kind of made mention of this a few times on the station today, not just today, that you don't really expect the Sabres to be very active today, really outside of you know some depth moves, some guys that can go to Rochester and stuff like that. But if you did have a wish list, is there really any name out there that you would love to add to the Sabres roster? You know, Pesci is available. I mean, what are the Golden Knights going to do? I mean, they were over the cap. They pulled that injury thing, you know, just like Tampa Bay did with Kucherov. So they're they're over the cap. So now what do you do? And could you find a way to get Shea Theodore out of Vegas? That would be impressive. (laughs) Because they got to do something. You know, that's the type of trade I'd be looking for. And you're going to have to give up something. I'm sorry. I mean, to get something, but that's, in my estimation, that's worth it. If you could pry him out of out of Vegas, if you got to give up Krebs, or you got to give up one of your number one picks that you've drafted recently, Ausland, or that is fine. Because that's why you build now the pipeline. Yeah, you've got a pipeline at forward. you got a lot of good ones. Do you want to part with them all? No, but they all can't play. There are all these guys that they've drafted in the last three years are not going to, can't get in the lineup with Sabres unless you've got huge injuries. So if, if you could find a way to do that and it costs you Krebs or it costs you Middlestad or it costs you Roseanne, uh, you know, somebody on that line, I, I would have to think long and hard about Kulik or Savoy. But um, I don't. I know at, during the uh, at uh, the trade deadline, Savoy and Kalik were off the table. The Sabers had made a decision before the trade deadline; they were not trading them, and they stuck to it. 
That's what Adams does. They go through different scenarios, and if they make a decision like that, they do not waver from it. Whether that would still be in place here, or would they say to themselves it has to be a fantastic deal you know, to do that. So that's the kind of thing I'd be looking for. And is it going to cost you something? Yes, it's to get something good. Look at look at isn't Florida happy with Sam Reinhardt? Mm-hmm. Sure they are. Isn't Buffalo happy with Levi and Kulik? Sure they are. So uh, isn't Vegas happy with Eichel? Yes. Isn't Buffalo happy with Krebs and Oslin and, and Tuck and it wound up being Greenway? They absolutely are. So there's nothing wrong with both teams being happy with a trade. Makes sense. I'm all about win-wins, Paul. We talked about this. I, I'm all for the win-win trades. I don't feel like I need to walk away having absolutely you know fleeced a team or anything like that. But, Paul, thank you so much for coming on with us today. If we do get any big news, we'll, of course, probably hear from you again. But if not, enjoy your holiday weekend, and thanks for coming on. Yeah, I'll be right here. If you need me, just ring. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you, Paul. Enjoy your weekend. Take care, guys. All right, that was Paul Hamilton on the West Her Hotline. We are going to take a quick timeout. We're looking for your calls, 803-0550. What do you want? Josh, you look like you have breaking news. Blake Wheeler to the Rangers. Oh, do we know the deals in term? I, I don't. That was just from Friedman. Nothing, Elliot Friedman tweets out, Blake Wheeler to NYR. So no just, term, just nothing says like that. Just says a one-year deal. Is Rangers all for getting Blake older, baby. Also, that officially, that officially kills the Atlanta Thrashers. He was the last yes. Thrasher on the Jets. It does. Did you, did you hear um, Ryan O'Reilly? Yep, yes. to Nashville. Okay, yep. I, didn't hear, I wasn't sure if you heard about it. All right, we're going to take a quick time out. We're looking for your calls, 803-0550. What do you want the Sabres to do today, if anything at all? You're listening to Sports Talk Saturday, and this is WGR. Call from Mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I think maybe for the Sabres, I really do like the idea of them getting a top four defenseman and really rounding out that group. I wonder if an offer sheet maybe is their best bet because that's someone who would be young and in the age range of these players and you have someone who would then be good now and in the future because you can't just, the UFA market's so tricky because if you're going to bring in a UFA defenseman, you're already getting them at the later end of their prime in most instances. Shannon Goldman of The Athletic on earlier with Sabres Live. She's on quite a bit with that show. I think it's every Friday. I think so. She's on every Friday she's been on. She's very good talking about the Sabres' free agency potential, really their offseason and, and what maybe they should be jumping into It's here. really fun seeing like insiders become NA, or become Sabres fans. Like, well, I mean, look, or not even just honest. insiders, just reporters. Yeah. Like, like, They're building it the right way. Yeah, They take advantage of the draft. They're drafting all these guys with high potential. They're mm-hmm. doing very well not rushing people in, which really is not that old of a concept for Sabres fans to see. Look at Casey Middlestat's development right. of just being like, no, go. 
Get in there. Get in there. We'll see what's going to happen. <laughs> you can do Mikhail it. Mikhel Grigorenko was the same oh. thing. Of, get in there. Uh, we need a center. Go. He might have been. He might have been a little different. It, a little bit, but they he were might like have been a little they were like go, and it, it did not Gergensen's, work out. Gergensen's is another. Gergensen's one. was another one of just of just go. We'll, we'll see what happens. But later. Gergensen's was closer to Grigorenko than Middlestaff. Yes. Um, where now we're seeing where they're you know Matt Savoy is the perfect example of. Stay in juniors. Take your time. Take your time. Like we're not in any rush. Yuri Kulik and and even last year with with Jack Quinn and and, and JJ Paterka. No, no. Just, it's stay, funny though because the there's just, there's like ebbs and flows of it where yeah we take our time with those guys but then it's Devin Levi's show. Like, I, but, I, but then I think, again he also though, showed like he earned yeah, it. Yeah. Like he. I'm not saying he didn't it, earn it. But. I think a part of it too is like do we think they can jump right in and be really good. And I, I right. think with, I mean, look, the way they even talk about Devin Levi does tell you why. And I think that's a, a big reason why I think Paul is, is where he's at, too, of like, this team fully believes in Levi in mm-hmm. every sense of the word. Mm-hmm. They believe in him. They're like Ted Lasso when yeah. it comes to Devin Levi. They think he is they absolutely believe believe. fine. Don't worry. He is going to be just fine. I'm mm-hmm, little leery about it because goaltenders are weird. Hey, and look he's at, 21. You got to be optimistic. As captain optimism of this show, all aboard the optimism train. Yeah, Sabers and the Sabers win the cup twenty twenty six. Record that, mark it down. Well, I'm, but like honestly, that's freezing not, cold like, takes. Here I come. I don't even think that's that much of a cold take to be honest. No, I, I don't think so either. Like it's just I. It it is just it's just interesting to see how the media has kind of like fallen in love with the Sabers, like Mark mm. Messier, Henrik Lundqvist, yeah. um, Dimitri Filipovic, Messier, Messier Pete was Blackburn in love with, the, with the Sabers in the middle of the season. Yeah. Yeah, on all those ESPN games the Sabres were on, he was like, everyone's just kind of like laughing at the Sabres. He's like, why are you guys laughing? Like, they're, like they're, they're, a they're in a good soon. spot. And like, and now, but, but and that was my whole point too. Going into going into this past season was that the three young teams in the in the East were considered Detroit, Ottawa, and Buffalo. But if you looked at it, it was probably Ottawa was the favorite to really make a jump, then Detroit, and then Buffalo was like really. They were there, but they were a little bit further back. I said this with Brayton the other day. Ottawa was going 75 down the thruway, and when Pierre Dorian said that this year's first round was a first round to not have a first round pick in, it's like you just slammed the car in reverse without even slowing down, and you just dropped your transmission in the middle of the highway. I enjoyed that so much. Like, Ottawa has quickly gone from, oh boy, to... What? And they're not going to keep the Brinkat. They're not keeping <laughs> no. the Brinkat. So even no. the, tra- the, the they cool trade Stutzla. they made last year at the draft means nothing. Yeah, they have Tim Stutzla and they have Brady Kachuk. And that's pretty much it. I mean, sure, they signed Eric Brandstrom today. Okay. Don't even have Cam Talbot anymore. He's gone. He's nope. going to L.A. I mean, he didn't really need No, him. but he felt like he was going to potentially be one of their goalies of, well, the present and future. Mm-hmm. And now he's not even that. I mean, Ottawa's going over, straight up backwards. You're overpaying Claude Giroux. I mean, yep. yeah, it was a cool like, – he's from Ottawa, whatever – Fourteen point two million though, you could bring back to Brinkett. He's it's, not coming back. It's though. not impossible, but he doesn't want to come back because mm-hmm. you, you're going in the wrong direction. I just I, like they it, have Jacob Chikrin. Fun, awesome. He but, didn't. But do even that didn't do anything for them at the trade no. deadline. And and I, you know, it's funny because I was fully on board of like, yeah, let's go get Jacob Chikrin. We and, both were. And now it's like, yeah, we good were thing, both pretty good part thing of that. we didn't. And that's why that this is a learning moment, folks. That's why we're not GMs, and that's why. Well, I'm not a like, GM because I have no semblance of how money works. Well, yeah, we would. We would math is <laughs> difficult for me, we would so probably, I avoid we, that. We would get a. We would be uh, this far, 37 minutes into the into free agency. If Zach, if Zach and I were GM of the Buffalo Sabers, Tristan we, Jari's a Buffalo Saber. We'd be 37 minutes in, in, into the free agency, and we'd get a call from Gary Bettman himself saying, "Hey guys, you're 
eighty million dollars over the cap. What are you doing? And I'd hang up. And we just we would up. just forget. Like, oh yeah, there's a cap. There's a cap. Like we we can't sign everybody. Like we're just throwing ten million dollar contracts at everybody. Yeah, and just having a good time. Look, with Tristan it. Jari's numbers look great. Yeah, throw him looked, in there. Throw, he looks great. Um, what about? Uh, oh yeah, you. Yeah, you, uh, Daniel Sprong. Yeah, five million. In. Sound good? Cool. Let's go. <laughs> I do want to bring up the point though that Paul was bringing up about you know really how much depth you have in the pipeline mm-hmm. and how how that opens up trades. But I, I think in, in that, and he brought up a good point as well. Like, and I, I, I think this is for every fan base. I don't, I don't think this is a Buffalo thing. I think this is for everybody. You've got to be willing to get rid of guys you don't want to. Yeah. That ultimately there will be players that leave to bring in somebody better. That's where the sport becomes a business. That's where <laughs> yep. you, you want to have a good – perfect example. I'm going to quote this movie a lot because I love it. Moneyball. Yeah, I knew that was coming. Stop. Brad Pitt's teaching – Brad Pitt's character, Billy Bean, is teaching Jonah Hill's character, Peter Brand, how to basically tell someone they've been traded. He, he forces them to go down yeah. to the clubhouse to, to tell I, a guy I he's been traded. Who was the player? Oh, I, I was. Um, it was the one guy's brother that they end up trading, and I'm blanking on his name. No, it wasn't. No, no. That was Jeremy Giambi. Oh, but it was an older guy. He was starting. He was starting to work it together. But like, even I was like, I remember watching the movie, going, "No, you weren't. Stop it." Yep. Yeah. Pack and your bags. Get out of here. Yeah. And that's my. That's just, the cold bloodedness in me. That's where. That's where sports become a business, and it's hard mm-hmm. because if you establish a connection with these guys and you have chemistry with these guys, it's hard to justify trading them. Yeah. But at the same time, that's where a GM has to stay removed a little bit where they can make that hard decision. Mm-hmm. And I think Adams is doing a nice job at that because, yeah, he's involved in the team. He is very hands-on when it comes to that stuff. Well, I mean, I mean you've seen how, you know, even... How, how he interacts his, with everybody. His entire staff, though. Yeah, right. Jerry Fortin, at last year's draft, was crying talking about how involved Adams has been and just getting everyone's yeah. opinions. Oh, my God, I, don't even, I didn't even remember that. And, that I, was, oh, that's going to stick with me for years. I of, forgot about of, that. Of Jerry Fortin, who is the Sabres director of, of scouting, was... Crying, talking about how He's Adams emotional. really involves everyone and gets everyone's opinions. That Sabres embedded episode about that draft as well showed like he was going around the table, making sure at the ninth overall selection, Matt Savoy, we're all good with Savoy. That's that's everybody's. Like he wanted the unanimous decision. Right. And on if it. there wasn't a unanimous decision, it's okay. Why? Let's and Adam, work this but out. Adams also talked about it this year about how like he wants the debate though. He like mm-hmm. even if somebody is is in the the same database and and then they're they're equal guys. He wants to know why you prefer one over the other. Right. Like, he wants to know that. I, th- I He really relishes, I think, in the debate. And in in, in, in that, though, I, I, it probably will be quite difficult then for him to to trade somebody. But I think now we've, we've gotten to a point of being a general manager in sports. You have to know that as part of your job. If you are successful, you will get past the culture-building aspect, which I think the Sabres have gotten past. Right. They that have now, successfully done that. Yeah. We are getting to the point now where people don't unanimously have you on the no-trade list. And they don't have stuff like that. Like, now we are getting to the point of, okay, now we're going to start trading people. We're going to start doing stuff. You look Tyson like- Yost, one year, $2 million deal, back to the Sabres. Good, there we go, good. Downside, Frederick Anderson signs to Carolina. Well, that's not great. But hey, Tyson Yost, back with the Sabres, phenomenal. I love it. I was so upset when they didn't qualify him. I didn't think they were going to bring him back. Good, there we go. That's actually something I want to talk about. I was very, very frustrated at... The it was, Oposo it was and Gerbitson signings because yeah. I was like, no, if if I had to pick between one of these guys, I was fine with one of Gerbitson's and Oposo. I wanted Jost back though. Yep. Just in case, not even just in case. I loved what he brought the Sabers on the bottom six line mm-hmm. or in the bottom six kind of role. And so for them to bring him back on what, what was the terms? One year what? One year two million. I'm happy with that. 
I am fine with that. I think he's going to have a, a crucial role on the Sabres team. Honestly, when they brought him in from waivers, he unlocked Casey Middlestat. And now Middlestat has kind of become like that guy where right. he went from a joke of they like, just trade him, just get rid of him, to he might be your best trade piece. Like the immediate, you know, the immediate value you will get from a player if, if someone wants to go trade for him. I brought up Minnesota as a team that might desperately want to go get him. I don't think they have anything to, to trade for the Sabres. But with zero center depth... They right. would well, Minnesota, love to have Minnesota has no cap space. They, <laughs> they, they have not for years. It's funny to it's, watch. It's getting worse somehow. Yes. Um, so Tyson Jost came over to Buffalo on a free agent or a waivers claim. Yep. Still the best. Still the best waivers claim. Still the best waivers claim in Sabres history, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a few others that I'm probably forgetting about, but hey, we're we're not going to talk about that. Um, 22 points in 59 games with the Sabres on the third line. And like you said, kind of activated Casey Middlestat. He had stretches where it was, wow, how was he put on waivers? Like, oh my gosh, there was yeah. like a seven-game yeah. stretch where he had a point per game, and he looked phenomenal. And, he, and by the and, end of the year, when we were dealing with injuries, he was coming and playing on the wing. And mm-hmm. it, it, at points, yeah, looked like the guy that was at the World Juniors dominating. Looked like that guy that when he was picked by the Sabres, seventh overall? He, I think yes. so. I think Eighth. so. Eighth overall. Eighth. That he look he looked like that guy. And now it's gotten to a point I would like to see with the Quinn injury, he's on those top two lines. He's getting those kind of minutes. Mm-hmm. I That's, would love to see that. The Quinn injury is interesting because so you look at it this way. There was all the rumors of Olafson getting mm-hmm. traded. And those are still they've kind of died down. And especially with the trades we've seen, you're not going to get much for Olafson. Uh, in no, a trade. no, I, but you're going to get po- a bag of peanuts. The point still stands of there's talks going on to trade him. <laughs> now with Jack Quinn being out for so long, mm-hmm. you still potentially have to replace Olafson, and then you also kind of have to replace Quinn. But if you replace Olafson mm-hmm. with someone in free agency or someone in a trade or whatever it might be, then you just have Kulik replace Quinn, or you have the guy that's replacing Olafson replace Quinn for the time being, yeah. and then have Kulik step in. There's there's many avenues where they only have to get one person, mm-hmm. and you're still okay, and, and you're still fine. And and, this and they too, just they signed scored a lot of goals last year. I think 296, mm-hmm. which was some of the best in the East. They're really their big problem is they gave up 300 goals. Well, yeah, that I was mean, their big goaltending was the big issue. Well, and defense. Well, yeah, I, that, their defensive structure yeah. frustrated me. Yep. But real quick, we're gonna go to the phones. We've got Matt on the line. Matt, welcome to the show, my friend. How are we doing today? Good. How are you guys? Doing very well. Tyson Joseph's back at the Sabers. I'm pumped. Yeah, we're talking about um, uh, free agency, mm-hmm. and I was just thinking. I was talking to uh, the screener, and it, I, I was thinking going back about free agents. We got Sabers and Bills that um, not draft picks, but mm-hmm. free agents like third year and they're you know getting picked up trades or whatever. But the free agents that really endeared themselves to Buffalo fans, like for, for like. Example, let's say it was like Hasek, Robert, Polino, Oposo, the Bills, uh, Lofton, uh, Mitch Morris, Freddie Jackson, Fitz. And then you got guys like, you know, we pick up like Bledsoe. You're going like, oh, all right, enough of that. Mm-hmm. But guys um, that we picked up over the years uh, that really, they became, we didn't draft them, but they became Buffalo guys, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I was just wondering if you could to uh, um, think of any guys that maybe I'm missing or 
Yeah, absolutely. Matt, thanks for the call, my man. Uh, real quick for the Bills, Mario Williams is, is the one yeah, for me. Yep. Uh, I, Fitzpatrick, too. Fitzpatrick's fun, but Williams I, I like distinctly remember. I was mm. sitting in my fifth grade class. My teacher would go on like 20-minute <laughs> rants about like the player Mario Williams was. Like I remember following that so closely. Every day he was in Buffalo and where he was going and how long he was here. The fact that the weather was great. Like I mean, the, the Mario Williams one, to me at least, is... Like that's the free agent signing mm-hmm. for Buffalo sports for me at least. I this is this one's going to be a little in depth. I, I'd say right now, currently on rosters, Kyle mm-hmm. Poso. He is he has really taken on the embodiment of Buffalo. I was say because outside of that, the free agent signings for for the Sabers are not awesome. No. Not as bad as trade deadline acquisitions. No, which is atrocious. Yeah, don't look at that. But, I mean, like, Hashik was a trade, but I don't think he was even a trade deadline guy. No, it was just kind of like a weird, I think it was offseason. May have been. Like, but middle yeah, of he, summer. He was just a trade guy. I, I think that's the thing, though, too, is it, it, the Sabres for years really didn't spend a ton of money. Uh, that was really the big problem, is that they couldn't. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's a big part of it, too. I think as well why these guys do become the, I, I don't want to say cult heroes that they are, but, like, definitely memorable, is that they picked Buffalo. Which has always been a thing of like you're coming to a smaller market, you're coming where there's typically bad weather, especially yeah. in the winter. Yep. Our summers are th- two months long, maybe if you're lucky. I-, I think that's why a lot of these guys become the cult heroes that they are. It's just you picked Buffalo, and if you end up liking the place, like someone like Ryan Fitzpatrick who shows up to a playoff game in just the most frozen game possible in a shirtless, you know, you know that that ends up really endearing themselves to Buffalo, and I think that's a big reason why. Um, the Senators have announced they've signed Jonas Corposalo, five years, $4 million. Oh, that is so aggressive. That is really aggressive. That that's is from so Elliot Friedman. Aggr- that's a few people in now. his In his tweet, in, in Elliot Friedman's tweet, he says, I can't retweet them, but the Senators announced they've signed Jonas Corposalo. So the, the Twitter is just hating everyone today, especially Man. on the first day of this. Um, $20 million, $20 million over those five years. That, that's crazy. That's aggressive. Yeah, a little bit. Just a little. A little bit. We're going to take a quick time. We're going to take a quick time out here. We're still taking your calls at 850 You're listening to Sports Talk Saturday. This is WGR. In the first period, then the Capitals turn it over at their blue line. Chance for a break here as Jost turns and fires, scores! Jost comes away from all of that with a lovely setup and puts Buffalo on top 3-1 to with 154 remaining in the first period. So the Sabres do get themselves involved in free agency. Dan Dunleavy on the call there with a Tyson Jost goal. Jost is going to come back for a year, but Joshua, was it like two minutes before we went to, or after we went to break? Yeah. The Sabres did announce they've signed defenseman Eric Johnson to a one-year contract worth $3.25 million, 35 years old, and was with Colorado the past few seasons, winning the Cup as well two seasons ago. Josh, real quick, how do we feel about this move? I mean, you saw how I felt about it. I was jumping up and down. Yeah, no, no one, no one saw it but me, Evan, and Tanner, and he freaked out, lost it, he was running I, around jumping for a second. There, you're like, wait a second, the defenseman, and then yeah, because because all, all Evan said was Eric Johnson, and I'm like, Eric Johnson, why do I know that name? And then I realized, like, oh my, because I'm spelling it E R I C C, not E R I K. He spells it the fun way. He spells it the Swedish way. Um, Finnish, Swedish. Mm-hmm. I think he's Swedish. He's American, apparently. Oh, okay. He's born yep, in Minnesota. Yep, born in Minnesota. Um, anyway, um, but no, I I love it. It's one year. He's 35. He's a cup-winning veteran. Mm-hmm. He's been kind of all over the place, but not really at the same time. He he played in St. Louis for three years. His beginning of his career was all over the place. He's been with Colorado for uh, since he was 22. Yeah. Yeah. So 
really found a home in Colorado. Um, had a few injuries last year that kind of hampered him. Mm-hmm. Had a lot of injuries, I think. Oh, no, that's the... Mm. The, the bubble year, he only played four games. Yeah. So that might have been his worst year in terms of injuries. Um, but I just – I think this is a fantastic signing um, in terms of term and value. I mean, the Sabres have a lot of cap space to play with. I just think he's great for the room. He's a veteran. He wants to come here. He That's the other thing. No one think like, oh, like he's just coming here. Like, no, he wants to come here. He's signing in free agency. It's not like the Sabres traded for him. They yeah. talked to him and said, hey – we're going to give you this. Do you want to come here? And he said, yeah, sure. I honestly think you're overpaying for him either. I no. Yes, it's a one-year deal. It's it's quite a bit of money for the one year, but you need help in the defensive side. You need help on the blue line. Right. Yeah, no. That's the, And I don't think this, I will, this will be it. I, I really no, don't think this no, will no, necessarily no. be it. But there is another name off the board. Radko Gudis signs with the Ducks uh, three years, $4 million. Literally about the same time. Like, yeah, the exact same time. So that also makes me think that the Sabres were never in on Radko Gudis. If he that, signs that at the same time. like What was Gudis's terms? Can you read that to me Three again? years, $4 million. Yeah, there's no way they were ever in on that. Ooh, this is interesting. Uh, just came in from Elliot Friedman. Morgan Geeky to Boston. For two years at $2 million. Boston okay. didn't sign Tyler Bertuzzi. Mm-hmm. Let him walk. But Geeky not <laughs> Geeky is not comparable mm-hmm. to Bertuzzi, but he is a good player. All right. Eric Johnson coming to the Sabres. One year, $3.25 million, including is being reported a $1.25 million signing bonus. We're going to take a quick timeout. Paul Hamilton is going to join us again to talk about what <laughs> Eric Johnson can busy bring day. to the Sabres. It's going to be, he, he did this to himself. He said he, he did not expect to be busy today. He did this to himself. You're listening to Sports Talk Saturday, and this is WGR. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.